not everything is hunky-dory. How do you say that kind of thing in today's culture? There is a real struggle, a real war going on. Find out more on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. You know, this idea of sin, of bad things, of suffering, that's one religious idea that we really don't need any proof of. We see it all around us and everyone experiences it. How do we deal with it? And some people say, let's just remove God and that solves the problem. We're going to talk about this topic on this episode of Inverse and we're so glad you decided to join us. My name is Justin Kim and in the studio we have Sebastian Kelly and Siku and we're in an arc talking about the covenants topic, the covenant, the covenants. The old yes. and new covenants uh, of, of the Old and New Testament. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, each episode has been quite in-depth, mm-hmm. but quite uh, juicy, if you will. Like, there's just been, uh, we've been mining out a lot of, of jewels in each topic. So, Siku, if you can pray for us, and we're going to go to Romans uh, after this. I know we spent a whole quarter, a whole 13-week section on the Romans, but we're going to go back, <laughs> and uh, we're going to look at this uh, theological concept of hunky-doriness, uh, if you will. So, Siku, can pray for us. Sure. Loving Father, we're thankful for the gift of your word, and we're thankful that the Holy Spirit can be our teacher, and this is what we request right now, that our minds may be enlightened through your spirit, that we may understand the deep things of God, not just for intellectual prowess, but so that our lives can be transformed and have a transformative effect in the lives of others. Mm -hmm. Thank you for hearing this prayer in your name. Amen. 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 Uh, Kelly, what have uh, you experienced in this quarter? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say not just just the formality of asking you, but um, you know, through these studies, uh, we have also been blessed uh, by them Absolutely. as well. And sometimes the more difficult the topic is. Uh, the more blessings we receive. So we want to really encourage you, for those of you who are studying the Inverse Bible Study Guides, to keep at it each week. I know there's a lot there, but keep at it, and you will get it. The Lord will bless. He's blessed us, so that's proof that He will bless you. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to inversebible.org, and you can download the Inverse Bible Study Guides, and we are studying the topic of the covenants. So, Callie, what have been blessings? uh, What blessings have you received this quarter? Yeah, I think one of the biggest blessings to me is to see how explosive Explicitly, there is one eternal covenant. Mm. And you know, we can kind of, because sometimes we're like, well, I believe that, and we can kind of maybe just infer it from mm-hmm. Scripture and rest it. To, but it's like, no, it's really there. Mm-hmm. Of the explanation in Hebrews, like that's directly from Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. And last week we talked about Psalm 103, and we looked at that, that's in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. That's, that's before Matthew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so all these, these scriptural evidences that God is the same. Not we have to take his word for it and be like, okay, I don't get it, but I guess God still loved us. I guess God still forgave us. Mm -hmm. But all of those details of the new covenant are found so much earlier in scripture than I think sometimes we automatically think. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's been a huge blessing just to see how how obvious it is, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's, 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 I I resonate with that (laughs) blessing. I resonate with that blessing. Uh, I want to say that, 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 uh, as I mentioned in the top of the 
show that, like, you know, human beings, we experience a lot of suffering, a lot of, a lot of problems. You know, we can't say, how are you anymore? Because people with a mental illness that so many young people and old people have, you know, hey, how are you, Sebastian? Well, and then just, <laughs> so we sometimes even get afraid to ask yeah. how people are. It's like, hi. <laughs> yeah, so we just want to well. maintain our social distance and also our spiritual distance and our social or yeah, physical distance. Um, and, but the sin is one thing that the Bible is trying to deal with. Mm-hmm. And uh, humanity often says, hey, if we just remove God, if we remove any morality, then sin doesn't exist and my problem goes away. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that, there's, there's some huge problems there. So we're going to go to Romans chapter 8 and see where the real struggle, where, where that actually exists. Uh, this lesson is called the war zone war zone of the covenants and so we're not you know wanting to be militant here but there is a war going on Mm. Um, let's go to uh, verse 1 and Sebastian can you read that for us sure there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Okay, let's pause there and we'll just open it up. And what are some insights that you see from from that uh, section there? Well, I think the, the, the first thing you're introduced from the very beginning of yeah. the passage is the fact that there's no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus would be a great statement by itself. Mm. But then he adds, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Mm-hmm. So he's automatically creating this sort of dichotomy, if you will, of this tension between walking according to the spirit and walking according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. And so that immediately becomes your, your, your bubbling question. Well, what exactly does that mean? Mm-hmm. And so by introducing the fact that there's no condemnation, if I'm walking according to the spirit and not according to the flesh, the question is, how am I able to differentiate between the two? How can I discern the difference that I'm actually doing that so that I, so that I can experience that no condemnation experience mm-hmm. in Christ? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's uh, actually define our terms here. What is the spirit? What is the flesh? Why are they, you know, it's almost that they're grinding against each other, they're rubbing against each other, they're, they're incompatible, oil and water. Uh, what, what, are, what are these things? Siku. Mm-hmm. Um, the verse that comes to my mind is mm-hmm. uh, verse 7. Mm-hmm. The carnal mind is empty against God. Um, oh, sorry, verse 6 verse. To, con- to be carnally minded is there, but to be spiritually minded is life. Mm-hmm. And here he puts the, the, he adds the term minded, mm-hmm. right? So this is a, a mode of thinking, the way that okay. you view reality. Yeah, it's like, yeah. a, like your worldview, like your frame of reference, mm. right? And he's saying here, when you're carnally minded, your frame of reference, your, the perspective, the angle that you're coming at every situation from is from a, a carnal perspective where, you know, your, your bodily desires, your, your, your 
fleshly, you know, cravings. Mm -hmm. That is what motivates. That's what, that is the modus operandi, so to speak. Okay, right. Latin. All right, the Latin. Mm -hmm. All right. Fancy. As contrasted to being spiritually minded, uh -huh. which you're, you're not coming from, you know, like a, a fleshly, you know, perspective, but there's, there's actually like a supernatural transformation in the way that you view reality, mm -hmm. which is related to like in verse one, like you were saying, those walking in Jesus, in Christ Jesus. So mm -hmm. now there's a change in your view of the world. There's a change in your your goals, in mm -hmm. your desires, mm -hmm. and those desires and goals are are informed by that relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus, by mm -hmm. who He is, and by what His desires mm -hmm. are, and what His character is. Yeah, that that flesh may not necessarily be evil in itself. For example, you have the sensual desires, you have hunger, but once these desires come into the mind and they govern Gover your yes, your yes. your yes. modus operandi, yes, mindus, I don't, I don't know what Latin word there, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> uh, but if they if they govern, there's something wrong there. We were not created for, for that kind of mode. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, okay, awesome. It's a mindset that we have and the two do not mix with each other. Sebastian. And also notice that he he's dealing with the fact that this carnal mind is maybe aware of the law of God, yes. right? Once you notice that, but he says in verse seven, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Mm -hmm. So there is an implication there that on one side you have the flesh as representative of those who are just completely irreligious, right? I'm just fleshly minded. Mm -hmm. My God is my belly, right? Or my desires or my pleasure. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, there's people who are trying to be subject to the law of God, but being fleshly minded. Mm -hmm. So that this is gonna be filled in my own power. So you may have outward compliance, outward religious garb, but you're not actually spiritually minded which is dealing with that, where is this power, where is this ability coming mm -hmm. from? And you're not just depending on the external sort of compliance with religious expectations. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. just, just so beautiful, like fitting into the, the covenants here, because the God has given the covenant, we've established in previous episodes that the Old Covenant, New Covenant, it's the same, Old Testament, New Testament, it's the same, God and God, same, it's, it's, it's everything's the same, yeah. but the difference is human re is response, reaction to this. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is there's some people who just react, man, totally, and then they totally submits and surrender to God and God works his awesome uh, da la la la. Yeah. And there's others who are like, yeah, I, kinda, I want that, but, and then they have some really wonked out version of that. Yes. And it's these two versions that are struggling against each other, not the two covenants that are fighting against each right. other. And too exactly. often people say, hey, it's the old covenant God versus the new covenant God. And Jesus came and he won and he <laughs> killed the old bearded dude and now we have the hippie he slayed Jesus. the dragon. And, okay. uh, that's, a, that's a really, it's an ancient heresy actually. That, that, that still trickles through uh, some Christianity in, in our minds. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, I'm just going to add on to what Sebastian was saying in verses 8 and 9. Of, so the people who are in the flesh, right, so they're either irreligious or the legalistic, yes. but religious. Yes. And it says those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm -hmm. It's not they don't, it's not they don't want to. Like, it's literally impossible mm -hmm. because obviously it's kind of more obvious in the rebellious side. Like, yeah, the irreligious, they're like, we hate God or we don't believe in him. And then it's like, yeah, that makes sense. But the people who are like, all God's standards, all the laws, 
I can do all of that. Mm -hmm. I can force myself. I can change myself. God, like that doesn't please God either, mm -hmm. even though it might look the same on the outside. So we're like, it looks, God, I'm confused. It looks the same. Mm -hmm. It's like, it, it, he's like, it's, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. And then in verse nine, he explains it even further, but you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Mm -hmm. And to me, that reminds me of, of the new covenant language, right? The terms and conditions that we talked about of when his laws written in your hearts of, that's done by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. So again, just how extreme those, we, we've talked about how certain things are similar, but as you said, but this is just so different. Mm -hmm. And again, I just, I really want to harp on the point that it can look the same on the outward side. So we can't judge people. Um, yeah. And just because we look good and people are affirming us like, wow, you're so godly, you're so spiritual, you're so this or that, that is not evidence of a new covenant experience mm -hmm. because it actually needs to come from our hearts and a surrender to the spirit. Yeah, seeing the similarities here yeah. totally makes me think, man, we can't, we, it's impossible for us to judge. Yeah. Because humanity is so really deceitful. I mean, they can just mimic that so oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Who are we to say like, yes, yes, this as is a real. person. Oh no, not at all. When right. we come back, back after the break, we're gonna look at how do we differentiate the flesh from the spirit? How do we, hopefully you're, you're thinking, I don't want the flesh, I wanna be governed by the spirit. How does this all work? So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We are talking about the struggle between the spirit and the flesh. And in many ways, in my weird imagination, I think of these two little, uh, maybe you've seen the cartoons. You have a little devil version, you have a little <laughs> angel version, and they're talking and they're duking it out. But what the Bible actually talks about <laughs> is that little devil version with the little horns, that's actually in us. <laughs> that's that's us, naturally speaking. Yeah. And then we need a supernatural force, supernatural person, I should say. That's right. And we need to choose that person every day to override uh, the, the, this war. We're going to... Oh, Sebastian opened his mouth. So I want to uh, <laughs> acknowledge him and then we're going to go back to the Bible here. Yes, Sebastian. Well, I was just going to say, you know, continuing from where we took the break yeah. in, in the, the New Covenant uh, details in terms and conditions, mm -hmm. in verse 9, it says... And if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Mm -hmm. So here we're dealing again with that ownership, his people, oh right? This sense of identity and community that's present in mm -hmm. there. And this is where we start seeing this new covenant language, yeah, right? Awesome. And promises oh, kind of go. just, here we go. they're presenting out <laughs> mm. and it's always hinting back to, not the, not the issue of the historical covenants of the old promises versus the new, because there's no one in their right mind that's going to pose or posit Psalm 103 against Hebrews 8. Mm. Right? You're not going to say, well, these are two different experiences. Mm. No, they're not. Mm -hmm. They're the same yeah. promises. But the question is, if you're carnally minded, how are you reacting to that? And mm -hmm. that's why he's writing to the church in Rome. Mm -hmm. He's not talking to unbelievers. Mm -hmm. He's talking to believers mm -hmm. and saying you in Rome can be carnally minded mm -hmm. if you're not careful. Yeah. No, at the, at the core, uh, what I'm getting at is that the problem is with us. Yes. Yeah. The problem is not with God. <laughs> Correct. No. And so often in, in other parts of, 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 of Christianity, sometimes they say, you know what? God created the old covenant. Ah, 
He was wrong. He, he totally messed up. And he was wrong for a very long time <laughs> in the Old Testament. Or and finally, when Jesus came, it got all solved. And, woo! Praise the Lord Jesus. And we were all Jesus-focused. It's terrible for those and, people and, before. Yes. It must be terrible. But we're seeing here that according to Romans 8, that God is awesome. God's promises have always been true. And God owns up to the problem, even though mm-hmm. he's not the one creating it. But it's us that's messing it up. Mm-hmm. And we have a choice between having an Old Covenant or a New Covenant experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Let's keep on going, Sebastian. So you were totally spot on. I wanted to keep on reading. So let's go to verse 10 and see if you can read for us there, verse 10 onwards. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Okay, awesome, awesome. So I asked at the the beginning of the, the second half, how, how does this work, right? I mean, we're talking about lofty themes here, and just, you know, we're, we're in an ethereal, spiritual, you know, floating around, but uh, how do we engage, and how do we look and, 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 and press the on button? Kelly? One thing is in verse 11, I'm just going to read it again because mm-hmm. it's a good verse. Mm-hmm. So, but if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So this spirit that did all of this, these amazing things and, you know, raised Jesus, da, 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 but like, yes. if that spirit, that spirit dwells in you, then, sorry, he I lost my flight. He who raised, thank you. <laughs> he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. So he's, mm-hmm. he, he says it like three times, yes. like the spirit, the spirit dwells in you, but if he dwells in you, then the spirit who dwells in you will, will do these things who raise life. And that is where the power comes from. Mm-hmm. And as a very practically minded person, this is kind of hard for me still because mm-hmm. it's like, but like how though? Mm-hmm. Like how does the Holy Spirit do that? But at the end, that's not my business. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's surrendering and asking so literally in the morning, Father, please empty me of myself. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Yes. Please take control of my life today. Right. Praying prayers like that with sincerity. And if I'm ever doing something that, just just having that prayer. Mm-hmm. And that is what it practically looks like. And so sometimes we want to go even further, right? We want to over-practicalize, which is not a word, the gospel. It but it's <laughs> That's right. It is today. But here, like, that, that's, that's our part, mm. is surrendering. Because otherwise, if we try to do, we try to do more, we're like, well, that's like level one. I'm going to go level five Christian. I want to do even more. We fall into the old covenant experience mm-hmm. and that we start, we start focusing ourselves on what we can do. Just on the extending on the practicality of the spirit yeah. dwelling in us in verse 14, where it says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these mm-hmm. are the yes. sons of God. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes we can over spiritualize the practical thing right, yes. of the spirit dwelling in you. So I'm just going to, Oh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Holy Spirit will come yeah. and then like magically like I do all the right things. Yeah. But he's saying practically, you know, when the in, when the Spirit, you invite the Holy Spirit to dwell in you 
and then you are led by the Spirit. That means like, I still have a choice, right? So the Holy yes. Spirit is like, Obey. this is the way, walk in it. You study the Bible and the Holy Spirit enlightens your mind. This is what you ought to do. Yes. And then I need to obey. Mm -hmm. Like I am being led by the Spirit. I'm choosing not the carnal, mm -hmm. not to do it my own way, the way that I think I should do it, but really choosing to be led by the Spirit, that indwelling Spirit. Yes. So like in my life, I choose a life of obedience that he enables me to do, right? So there's yeah. no merit in it. Right. But like I actually now practically on a day-to-day -day basis, coming to him, asking for the Holy Spirit, learning of the Holy Spirit, what I ought to do and following his leading. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's um, awesome. I like that. Just to, to kind of even add another dimension here, because it, I'm, I obviously agree with <laughs> what's been said. <laughs> you agree with us. <laughs> uh, I just want to add another layer that There's he doesn't in verse 13. <laughs> he says, 13. For, verse 13, verse 13 of chapter eight, he says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die, right? So here's the condition. You live according to the flesh, you're going to die. Mm. But by contrast, if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Mm. So he's, he's already given you that preposition by the spirit. Mm -hmm. So the condition is you have to put to death the deeds of the body. Mm. You have to put to death the deeds of the flesh. This is coming from two different levels. On one level, you have to put to death this temptation to do it in your own ability. Mm. And that has to be the spirit has to be the means. It has to be actuated from the heart, which goes back to that new covenant promise, mm. which is I'm going to write my law upon mm -hmm. your heart. Mm -hmm. And Ezekiel 36 tells us that God does that by his spirit. Mm -hmm. And he's going to put his spirit within us and cause us to walk in his ways. Mm. That to me is the, the, the living according to the spirit is what makes it exciting and profound because I'm saying to myself, I can't make myself love righteousness. I can't make myself love to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing is I can go to God and ask him for love and interest in the Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. I can go to God and ask him with the, you know, the Siku when we did the Roman series and she was like, you know, how do I want to do what I don't want to do? Mm -hmm. And I want to do that, right? <laughs> to know how to do that. And the answer to that question is by the spirit mm -hmm. you put to death, but also the deeds of the flesh, right? The wicked actions mm -hmm. as well. We do that by the spirit to put that away. So I don't need, I'm not saying there's no, no role for support or other strategies, right? But at the end of the day, the true power and ability is coming from the spirit of God mm -hmm. as that mechanism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, if, if I could move to, to another verse here in verse 15, mm. where, where I see like the, this covenant, um, covenant promise again, um, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption mm -hmm. by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Mm. You know, and, and that Abba as a, as a familial way of talking to a father figure, you know, so daddy or dadai or, you know, papa. It, 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 we're crying out in a, in a relationship, an intimate relationship with God now as our father. And this reminds me of what we studied last week um, in Psalm 103, where God sees us like a father. Father, who mm. pities his children. Yeah. But here it's it's not just God seeing us, he is a father in this relationship, but we see him mm -hmm. as our father. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that promise that, you know, I will be their God and they will be my people. You mm -hmm. know, so that that reciprocal intimate relationship, parent-child relationship in this analogy that God wants to have mm -hmm. with us. I'm thinking, you know, I was just going to go to there to Abba Father. I have two sons of my own. I love them very much. And they, their tone changes when they need something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, they're saying, da -da 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 -da, you know, they're hitting me and wrestling and we know we do that. But then when they actually do need help, you know, they say, Daddy, hey, and then they have that tone. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, just something clicks. You go into Dad, you hey, what's what's going on? They're like, ah, my knee got scraped. And, you know, you know, and they go into right. that. 
that. If we as sinful fathers are that tender to our sons, how much more God Amen. the Father with us. Yep. We, but we just need to, and it's for us, it's not a certain tone, it's not a certain formula. We just need to say, just have that rawness with God. Yes. And that, that, that and I would say that, that we don't have that rawness with God. No. So like, Lord, I don't want to read your Bible. Your Bible is very boring. I'd rather watch seasons one through 900 of Netflix <laughs> instead. Yes. Please help me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord, this website is alluring me in ways beyond my control. My flesh is quite strong. Yeah. Lord, I don't like you right now. Daddy, help. Yeah. Like that kind of rawness is the first step. Even being, Lord, I don't even want to pray to you right now. I'm, I'm praying to you right now. So you, you know, <laughs> Right. Right. What do I do? But right. just, just having that level of of honesty yeah. is the first step in entering into that uh, practicality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think once you actually get into that experience, then you know what the experience is yeah. like. But so yeah. often we don't know what the experience is because we haven't experienced. I know that sounds dumb, but we want to analyze it, we want to study it, and then we're like, "Well, that's not practical enough." Just enter Let's into the experience, <laughs> and then it'll it. make sense <laughs> afterwards. And, yeah. and, and and what you're hitting on is just the fact that you know one thing that we say in business is 80% of success is showing up just be present Mm. right and a lot of times we want to fail and that's where we get into the mindset i got to do my part Mm. Mm -hmm. and it's like well i don't want to fail i don't want to make a mistake and maybe the covenant isn't working because of me Mm -hmm. and partially that's true but it's true for the wrong reason right you're it's not true in the sense that you failed to do the right formula or say the right magic words when you went to prayer but you failed to do it with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You failed to let him be the God of the hills and the valleys in your life. Mm-hmm. For him to be able to come into your experience, and like you said, in the darkest chapters, and say, I'm struggling with this. I'm talking to God about this as I would to a friend. And in that new covenantal response, right? Not so much the covenant promises have changed, but my response to that is, Lord, I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I cannot do it. I am weakness and full of weakness. And sometimes we wait to talk to God after the temptation mm-hmm. when we need to grapple with him in the temptation. Mm-hmm. Recognize that it's me and Jesus that are fighting this battle. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the, 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 the big shift for me in all of my struggles in my own life mm-hmm. is that I learned to just do it with the Lord not do it on my own and then come to him when I mess up. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like we are aware of the struggle, Sebastian, what you're coming, we are aware of the struggle in our, in our, in our, in our bad points, yes. in, our, in our worst times. This is when we're aware of it. Yes. And it's almost as if, we're gonna talk about it in a different episode, but God allows these episodes to happen for us to be aware mm-hmm. and to cling. Yes. Um, I, I just wanted to, to reflect on what you were saying, actually, like that really, that really struck a chord for me because what 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 God does in verse fifteen is that He gives us a spirit of adoption, mm-hmm. right? So even yep. that experience of coming to God with that vulnerability of I don't even want to be here, mm-hmm. you know, th- th- that 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 already is the covenant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's the that's he's what He wants to do. Yeah, yeah, He's fulfilling His covenant in us, and and we're so afraid to enter the covenant or enter a relationship with Him. It's actually really simple, but be, for fear of making a mistake or whatever, we we don't even mm-hmm. try. But it's mm-hmm. actually 
simple. So Siku yeah. is saying, enter the covenant. Just try it. Get into it and be raw with God. Maybe you're watching the Inverse TV show and you're like, man, I don't even want to watch this. My grandmother made me watch it. I'm just kind of like, ah. Be honest with God and say, Lord, I hate this TV show, but what they're saying makes sense and I, I kind of want that. <laughs> maybe maybe that's not your experience. Maybe you're like me and you're like, man, I want to get rid of this little demon in my heart and I want the Holy Spirit. Amen. All you do have to do is pray and ask. That's my prayer. Hopefully it's all of yours. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Kelly Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.